you sold $50 million online and you've worked with all these individuals and it's like everybody knows who you are. If you make your business working with the broken, broken, you will wind up broken, broken too. If you want to work with billionaires, do you think you should be marketing and advertising on Instagram or TikTok? No. That's no. correct. No, because yeah. that's where losers are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Time wasting losers. Did I say that? I meant it. Okay. No one I want to work with is spending their time on Facebook or Instagram. They pay people to do that nonsense because they know that licking toilets is bad and damaging to their health. <laughs> hey, I don't like toilets. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> the way you get clients that are billionaires are through personal relationships or belonging to other billionaire groups. If you really want to meet someone, visualize like, how can I really serve this person? Offer them a gift of helping them accelerate and amplify their own superpowers. And they will invite you into their world and say, and now what can I do for you? We stand today. The Business Method. The business with method. a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring high-performing entrepreneurs and high-caliber people dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses that can be ran anywhere in the world. And currently, we are interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business, affect income, results, economies, and cultures, especially post-COVID. Since we moved into a post-pandemic world, the landscape has changed drastically for most business owners. We're finding out what is working for the entrepreneurs out there that have positioned themselves well to make sure their businesses thrive, succeed, and continue to experience growth in this current economy. And now, let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. Hey, gals and pals, listen up real quick because we have something exciting to share with you. First, for you high-performing entrepreneurs out there, we've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 episodes that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just two to eight minutes long. These high-performance episodes are being published on Monday and Friday each week and will be labeled as HP number 12345678910 and so on. Those episodes are live now and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content when you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered to you as soon as they are live. The next thing I wanted to share with you is about our private mastermind community for established entrepreneurs. If you have an established business that has good momentum and wanted to be involved in a higher level mastermind community that is curated specifically for entrepreneurs that are moving at the same speed as you with similar challenges, revenue, team size, and business niche, then we've got a group for you. Our private mastermind groups are facilitated by myself, yours truly, and my good friend, Adam Anderson. Adam is a seasoned entrepreneur who's been involved in 20 plus startups 
startups over 20 years and recently had a multi-million dollar exit. I keep the members on track with their goals, productivity, and optimization, and Adam brings the vast business knowledge to the groups. Our purpose with this private community is to help you reach your business goals faster so you can remove yourself from your company and focus on bigger and better things. You can learn more about that private community and masterminds at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. That's thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. And now let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. Mike Koenigs is a serial entrepreneur, the author of 13 books, and an influencer that has earned over $50 million online. He's a close friend of Tony Robbins, consulted and advised for Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, Richard Dreyfus, John Asserif, uh, Tim Ferriss, Jordan Belfort, Dan Kennedy, Darren Hardy, and Phil Town, just to name a few. He taught himself computer programming at the ripe old age of 14 and started advising and consulting at 16 years old. Mike runs a podcast with Dan Sullivan called Capability Amplifier, and he raised $2.4 million for Just Like My Child Foundation and the Girl Power Project. Mike is on the show with us today. Mike, I uh, want to say hello. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great. Thanks, Chris. Another perfect, beautiful day here in San Diego, California. Yes. And you know what I'm so impressed of is, is you have testimonials from Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Joe Polish, Dean Jackson, Eben Pagan, Dan Sullivan, and you've advised and consulted for JJ Virgin, Richard Dreyfus, Tim Ferriss, Philtown. And you were, were referred to us by Jeffrey Madoff, who is just on the podcast. I love a Jeffrey. Yeah, what a sweetheart of a guy, isn't he? He's a phenomenal human Brilliant. being. Brilliant. He's a freaking genius. He really exactly. is. And, and, and he's worked directly with... Um, Oh geez, and who who is it? Victoria's Both? Secret. Victoria's no, Secret and Ralph Lauren for t- over three decades, yeah. I think, for both of them. Yes, he's and, a snappy dresser too. He is. A, um, yeah. Here, yes. Uh, here's what I love about Jeffrey. So I've I've I met him originally through Joe Polish, and we just connected right away. And I had in another life, I uh, made a feature film. And he and I went off on talking about feature films, but he's the guy who I'll call up and we'll meet in Manhattan, for example, for coffee at eight in the morning. And we will say goodbye 10 times. And then finally at 5 p.m. when the coffee shop owner is screaming at us to get the hell out of his shop, we finish our conversation. So he's the kind of guy you can sit around with and eight hours goes by like it's five minutes. Yes. And he's such a complex thinker and he just has mental bandwidth galore yes and it's just a very genuine 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 human being like everybody would hope their kids kind of turn out to be an individual like jeffrey like that would be you know success right um i was gonna say well i lost my train of thought when we started talking about sorry about that that's okay yeah (laughs) but he referred you to us and uh, I was super excited when I saw your background and learned more about you. And, and in many ways, Mike, you're kind of like uh, the go-to man or, or the go-to man for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, even celebrities, kind of like the man behind the man or even the G-man. And, and I like meeting those individuals because they're not as necessarily as all over the place or as super well-known, but they're just as powerful they're doing things just, to, I mean, you've sold $50 million online and you've worked with all these individuals and it's like everybody knows who you are. 
but you know, whether you're behind the scenes or up on stage or in front of like, it's, it's awesome. So that's why I'm one of the reasons I'm really, really excited to, to bring you to the show. And I'd like to start off cause I watched a video of you recently talking about the one word offer and the two word brand. And it really hit home for me because it's a bit historical, but I think it's a really powerful story. I work a lot on getting messaging down to fewer words, fewer words, fewer words, and it's an art and it takes a lot of work, right? It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> can you tell us about the the theme behind the one word offer and the two word brand? Sure can. So here's the, the setup. Dan Sullivan and I have been doing this podcast capability amplifier for a little while, and we're doing an in-person interview um, let's see, there's a, some fantastically interesting resort in Arizona made by one of the most famous architects. And I can't think of his name right now. It's driving me nuts. Uh, maybe it'll pop into your head. Is it in Phoenix? Um, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's an old school. It looks like an old Hollywood, uh, set. Uh, by, and, by um, Camelback it, Mountain. Yes. Yeah. I bet Very I used- famous architect. I used it's to gonna drive us both nuts. Yes, I used to sneak into the pool. So I lived in Scottsdale for four years, and I used to sneak into the pools of all those resorts so I could feel. So this is like I was a young entrepreneur. You'd feel rich. I would feel rich. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll we'll think of the architect here in a second. Yeah. But. All right. It'll pop into my head too. All right. So uh, he did falling water, running water, or one of those. It'd be an easy search online. But here, I'll tell you the story. So Dan and I were sitting around and I'm always trying to think of how can I extract the maximum amount of value out of anyone that I interview? And Dan Sullivan is a freaking genius. And I thought, wow. Um, and at the, at the time, I was thinking a lot about what are the fewest number of words that anyone would need to say to convince someone to raise their hand and say, I do, I want you. I've been looking for you my whole life. How do we start working together? And I want it for me. I want it for my clients. And it's super fascinating. Like, how do you get past the, I don't trust you. Who the hell are you? Why should I listen to you phase that we all go through our lizard brain? Right? So I said to Dan, I said, I want to do an interview with you about what's the best pitch you've ever heard. And he stopped for like two beats. And then he turns to me, he goes, I'll do one better than that. I'll give you the one word offer. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be good. Dan's a huge history freak and just knows everything. He just loves history, world history going back to, you know, forever ago. He said, here's the setup. It's 450 AD. Rome has conquered the known world. And the way Rome grew is by conquering other nations, nation states, other um, tribes, whatever, and when you were conquered, you got absorbed. And when you got absorbed, your boys became Roman soldiers. And if they survived, if they were good soldiers, and they'd have to last, like, I think, like 25 years. It was a long period of time back then. Okay, so mm-hmm. not a lot of them made it. But if you did, you would be rewarded with Roman land. Now, if you were rewarded Roman land, you had land rights, which gave you voting rights, which gave you human rights. And back then, if you were a Roman citizen, it meant there was a common language, there was democracy, there were roads, there was a currency, and you had the might of Roman military behind you. It was kind of like being an American 25 years ago. No one messed with an American worldwide. That's just the rule. So 
Unfortunately, Rome had forgotten about some of the commitments it made to some of the warring tribes. And there was a Germanic tribe that they had conquered and they hadn't been rewarded and given what they were promised. So this group got together and they're a little pissed off. So they're marching towards Rome. They're about to raise holy hell. And one thing about having an outsourced army, it meant that everyone else kind of knew what was going on and they're kind of pissed about it too. Not all of them had been granted their land. And like these son of a guy, I'll just maybe let this happen. But what happened at the last minute is Julius Caesar stood up and shouted one word to the crowd as they were about to sack Rome. And that word was civitas, which means citizenship. So all those groups were granted citizenship with one word. Now, the most important takeaway from the story is, yes, it was one word. It was a one word offer. It was a one word pitch. But in order for that to be effective, you need context first. So you had to understand what citizenship meant. And what a great brand does is it creates stories in our minds. It creates a result, an outcome, a benefit ahead of time that can get triggered by that offer. And so what a great brand is going to do is it's going to activate our visual, whatever our sense is, and whatever, whatever it is we desire most of all. So, you know, like an Apple brand is a status brand. Nike um, is a winner brand and on and on. So let's move into, so we have uh, the one word offer. So that was Civitas. That was citizenship for the Germanic tribes, right? And the other tribes that were forgotten, uh, but then all of a sudden accepted. So break this down. And we talked about, you talked about Nike and when it means two word brand. So for me, two word brand means, you know, I'm practical. So two words, like I'm looking for, what are the two words that are going to be there? Like you have superpower accelerator, you know? Um, so can we dive into more of the nuts and bolts and some real world examples of the one word offer and two word brand? Yeah, I think um, I want to give you a, a couple thoughts here to go along with that. So when I think these days um, and just yesterday I was with a client all day and he opened my eyes to something really, really big that I think is parallel to this. And I'm going to go off on a couple little tangents and I, I know you'll bring, bring us back home. So here's the basic idea. He was talking about how, like to me, Elon Musk, I believe will be the first trillion dollar personal brand. Mm-hmm. And if you ask like, well, why is that? It's because when Elon Musk opens his mouth, not always, but in general, the stock price increases. <laughs> um, you know, you look at Tesla, you look at SpaceX, you look at whatever, whatever, whatever. Do- Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, even Dogecoin, right. And you think when else, when has, else has that ever happened? There is a massive blur between personal brands and business brands right now. And Elon Musk, <clears throat> according to Howard Getzen, my client, like he's spent, a, he created a whole framework that revolves around this. Um, so what Elon did is he said, electric motors have reached a certain point and we're going to make an electric car. And he developed a product And if you follow an evolutionary course, Tesla is now a platform, okay? That platform means there's licensable content. They give away, you can take 
Tesla's patents and create your own, you know, use your own supercharger cable. They're giving away the patents because Elon knows that creating more electric cars is going to change the world. Um, it's going to create more desire and demand for everything else they do. And a natural byproduct of Tesla was also their solar panels and their batteries, their power wall. And then if you look at SpaceX, SpaceX is a platform. Yes, Tesla, uh, Elon was smart enough to build rockets, win the X Prize, start launching reusable rockets, get paid by the government. So your his prototypes got bought and paid for. And then if you um, take a look at what he's doing with SpaceX, this is Howard's perspective anyway, soon some of the things that are going to happen is what if China goes to Mars and says, hey, all this stuff on Mars is ours. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about it? There's going to be a whole industry revolving around space policing soon. I mean, the amount of wealth and opportunity that's created from a platform. And another comparable example is Apple, which is a multi-trillion dollar company now. No one would have imagined when the iPhone came out that there was going to be an app store. But as soon as Apple created the app store, suddenly it created a multi-billion dollar industry of third-party app developers. Mm -hmm. So um, I know I went off on a tangent there, but... Um, I believe that when you start thinking about a one-word offer, a two-word brand, the next evolution of this is how do you create a platform from everything that you uh, create? And not everything can be a platform, but that has the ultimate level of value. And what brands are all about are about monetizing an idea, a concept, and creating a community or an ecosystem around it, much right. like the app ecosystem. And um, and so the ultimate expression of a brand is a platform. The ultimate mm -hmm. expression of a human being, what makes Elon so powerful is his reach, his ability to just present an idea and change the way humanity even thinks about something, yeah. not to mention being able to implement it. What, so I don't know if that uh, answered your question or got things rolling, but um, it does. Um, so, so a two-word brand doesn't mean that we need a brand with specifically two words. <clears throat> no, it's interesting with branding because it seems like as brands evolve, they they and they get bigger, they yep. their their branding will go down to less words and maybe just one word, right? Yeah, and so do and it. They, Example or Nike. Yeah, just do it or, or yeah, do it. Um, but transfer wise is now no longer transfer wise. It's now just wise. And um, huh. yeah, and it's, it's kind of curious, but the, but I guess Coca-Cola is kind of, would you consider that one word or it's not really even a word? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Coke. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but Pepsi is one, Sprite, Seven Up. Um, yeah. What else? And what I know what that, I mean, Coca-Cola is the best example. I, I can taste Coca-Cola when I hear the word mm -hmm. but that's taken God knows how long to, you to know, evolve you know that. Yeah. What are some global two word brands? I'm curious, like the, the, the household names, if we can think of any. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example again of context. Uh, there is someone who I really, really admire. So this is again, a human platform, a human brand. Um, his name is Max Martin. 
<clears throat> I don't know. You ever heard of Max Martin? I just because I watched your videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. Okay. Well, I'll tell the audience. But please one. tell. Yes, that's a great. Story. Yeah, yeah. So Max Martin is a guy who, if you're in the music industry, you know who Max Martin is because third only to Paul McCartney and John Lennon, he has more number one hits than anyone else alive. And um, he's worked with Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Backstreet Boys, uh, The Weeknd, just about every catchy dance beat and song that's like a mega, mega, mega hit. Max Martin produced it. Most likely he wrote the song. And in the world of music, if you are a songwriter or an arranger, composer, producer, you're probably making more money than the artist. Um, and when that song gets licensed for a movie or remade, you're, you're making the real money, not the artist. That's the, um, and, and so what I love about Max is he's probably worth a half a billion dollars, but he has one thing that celebrities don't. And that is anonymity. He could walk down the street and no one knows who he is except the people who need to know him. He's got immense wealth. He's got immense power. And everyone in the music industry, everyone who needs to know him knows him. And to me, that, that's been something I always desired. I never had the need to be famous. I've done plenty of famey things, you know, speaking and, and all that. But after I got to meet with and work with a lot of celebs, I, and, and I made a feature film at one point, a couple documentaries, I was like, this business sucks. It's just <laughs> filled with parasites and predators and jackals and hyenas. I mean, the worst of the worst sociopaths. Not everyone, but a lot of them. But the bad part is you can't tell who's who half the time until you know you're you're in with them. And when you hear some of the stuff that goes on, it's just horrible. And and you know, and in the early days, just because you're famous didn't mean you had any wealth or any money at all you got an allowance and you were encouraged to spend your whole allowance. And then you're always that beholden. It's kind of like, it's like being a heroin addict. And, um, and so anyway, I, I'm going to just give you one word brands, the ones that I think are the most important and the most valuable right now. And you just got to look and say, what do they all have in common? Amazon. Okay. Apple, Tesla, SpaceX. Um, you could say Nike, but if I go back to the other ones like Amazon, why is Amazon so freaking huge right now? It's because it has a platform and the platform is Amazon cloud services, for example, AWS, all those services, which account for 63% of their revenue. And what makes it work is it's participatory. In other words, anytime you give someone the ability to cash in on one of three things inside your brand, you can create an ecosystem. And, and the primitive ones are get paid, get laid, live forever. So give me the ability to make money. Uh, the get laid is give me a chance or an opportunity to elevate my status, my authority, the ability to stand out. That's what you know, like fashion brands do. Apple is technically a status brand or live forever is lifestyle, improve my longevity, quality of health, weight loss, weight gain. And then if you can do all three, you've got the perfect product. Now, how do we make this relevant to all of us who've got regular businesses? Um, <clears throat> the easiest way to create 
a platform generally for most businesses. Um, I'll give you a real life one that I did years ago. So I, I started Traffic Geyser and Instant Customer, which were basically software tools that either let you broadcast video and distribute it on lots of platforms. So you got free traffic. This is before the even the notion of, of content spam was an idea, but that's basically what Traffic Geyser did. You put your video in one place, you press a button, it went to every site. This is back when there were 120 YouTubes. There were social networking sites and social bookmarking sites, and this thing created lots of references. And one of the things that we noticed was a whole bunch of our customers had were doing social media marketing for clients, effectively building some of the first digital marketing agencies. So that was interesting. And then we had another platform that became Instant Customer, which was one of the first two-way interactive mobile text marketing platforms. So it'd be like going to a restaurant, text something, scan a QR code, get in a database, get a menu or whatever, get your, uh, your lists. And, <clears throat> and again, what I noticed is a lot of our buyers didn't tell we're doing this work for other people, but they wouldn't tell them about us. But we wound up creating a product called Main Street Marketing Machines. And it was a product that taught people how to make five or $10,000 part-time doing social media, video marketing, or mobile text marketing for other businesses. And we had all kinds of templates and tools, and we showed people how to make $5,000 in a half a day. That was the wow. big promise. Uh -huh. And when we launched that product, it just so happened that it came out in 2008, right when there was the uh, housing crisis. It meant people had credit, but a third of our buyers, a full third were in real estate some way. They had literally lost their shorts and they had to make money now. So the perfect storm hit. We sold $9.1 million worth of product in a week, $3 million in a day on a live webinar. And this is in 2008 when it cost me 25 grand to broadcast for a day. There was no YouTube live or Facebook live. It was, you know, buy bandwidth. And it's when computers still struggled with high resolution video. I mean, we had big problems we had to figure out and solve. But here's the big takeaway. We took a platform, which was just software, and we showed people how to make money. And we created a community around that, which was an ecosystem of sharing. So we had, a, we had events and we brought people together and we took our most successful clients. We gave them a stage and said, teach people your secrets. And we made them really popular overnight because they had some special skills. And, and the human nature is I'm not going to share my great secrets, but because it was part of our ecosystem, our community and the ethos that created a movement. And we had incredibly loyal customers for a long time. And we replicated that years later when Amazon came out with the KDP platform, we taught people how to write books, publish them and become a best-selling author. And we created a certification program where then we taught people how to do that as a business, make $10,000 or more per month. And again, we created a platform. So what I tell everyone is the quickest way to build a platform is to show people how to make money with your know-how, your knowledge, or increase their status or authority, or improve the quality of their life and turn that into a business. Right. Okay. That makes sense. The next question I want to ask you, Mike, is, is you basically have went from small town, Minnesota 
to somebody that rubs shoulders with the biggest names in entrepreneur industries and even celebrities as well. You have on your website, Tony Robbins is bragging about you. He's telling about how great it, talking about how great a guy you are and the work that you've done together and uh, why he's impressed by the things that you've done. What, um, how did you get there from small town Minnesota to being the individual that you are today working with some of my heroes, Tim Ferriss, uh, Tony Robbins, Jeffrey Madoff, um, and uh, hanging out with these people on a regular basis. All right. I'll tell you a story that um, will sum it up and answer the question. I could just say I learned some skills and it was in the right place at the right time with some skills that famous people needed. And I demonstrated trustworthy behavior early on mm -hmm. so that they said, you seem like a good person. Will you help me with X, Y, Z? Okay. That's the non-sexy explanation. <laughs> okay. But I'll give you a sexier one. Okay. Which is a variation of how I've done this every time. And I could break down like how I met each of these people and what happened step by step. And I'll give you the Tony one after I tell you, um, I'll tell you a Richard Dreyfus story. So he's I loved Richard Dreyfus growing up, you know, seeing Jaws and um, tons of other movies. It turns out that historically he's he for years, he was the youngest Academy Award winning actor. Um, OK, so he's been like a big deal for a long time. So one day I was flying by to South by Southwest. I was on my way to Austin and <clears throat> I'm on a flight. And for whatever reason, I can't remember. It must have been really busy. I had to um, go to Salt Lake City. And then down to Austin, <clears throat> there was no direct flight. So I'm on my way and I sit down in my seat. I'm on a Southwest flight. Okay. And, um, I overhear two guys in front of me saying, Hey, do you see who's in front of us? It's Richard Dreyfus, the actor. And I turn my head and sure as hell. I see Richard Dreyfus. I mean, you can just tell by the back of his head. He's got that curly white hair. And I'm like, damn, I want to meet Richard Dreyfus. And, um, so I, I'm thinking like, how can I connect and meet with him? In fact, I got this wild hair and I'm like, I want to bring him into my studio and interview him. <clears throat> so I look him up, pull out my phone and I type in Richard Dreyfus foundation or Richard Dreyfus nonprofit. And right away I found that's the Holy grail and, and quick backstory. My wife's run a nonprofit for 16 years called the just like my child foundation. And every famous person I know always creates a vehicle that they can use their platform to have impact beyond what they're doing. And it's also a great tax deduction. Okay. So it's smart money and it's also a smart way to give. And of course I found his foundation, looked them up. So I knew what it was. And one of the other things I always do is I always travel with a Sharpie in a couple of my most recent books, whatever I've written. Now, you wouldn't have to have a book. You could have a greeting card or whatever. So what I did is I prepared myself. So when we landed in Salt Lake, I saw him standing up. So I got up, had my book, and I walked right behind him. And just as we're turning the corner, I said, Mr. Dreyfus, my name is Mike Koenigs, and I have some ideas to help you raise money for your foundation. And he turned to me and he goes, call me Rick. He goes, I need you. <laughs> That's what he did. And I handed him my book on top of it. I go, by the way, here's a book I wrote. 
Um, and I opened it up and inside was, hi, Mr. Dreyfus, my name is Mike Koenigs. I have some ideas to help you raise money for your foundation. Here's my email address. Here's my phone number. I hand that to him and he's like, man, I ought to write a book. And I go, that's something I can help you with. I've helped over a thousand people write books. Really? Walk with me. So we walk up the, and, and he's like, where are you going? I go South by Southwest. And he goes, me too. I'll tell you what, I'll make sure you and me are sitting next to each other in the next leg of the flight. So he's like, so tell me, what's your idea? And I'm like, well, first of all, and he, and the first thing he said is, look, I'm old, I'm fat. I had a back operation, sick of traveling, raising money is a pain in, pain in the ass. And um, he goes, if you can help me with that, I'd be like forever grateful. And I go, it's easy. And it turns out he lives in Olivenhain, which is basically in San Diego. And he goes, where do you live? I go, I'm in San Diego. He goes, great. First of all, you got to connect with my assistant. What do you think we should do? And I go, how about I help you write your book? That'll help you raise money. And I'll bring you into my studio and interview you. And you can send out the videos instead of traveling all the time. He goes, perfect. What are you doing next week? It was like that. <laughs> wow. So, so the whole thing is, I, the real answer, and it, I'll tell you the Tony story too, which was um, when I had Traffic Geyser, we, we started having some hits, some success. The product worked. And I was very good friends with my Tony Robbins rep because I had been through all of Tony's programs from 96 on. I went through his coaching training, blah, 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 blah. You're right. You're nodding your head like maybe you did it too. Did you do it? All I, I know of it. I haven't. I've done a lot of personal development over the years. Though for, yeah, yeah, I understand. <clears throat> all right. Well, just by uh, a set of lucky coinkadinkies, um, my rep, his name is Chris Hendrickson. He's married to Pam Hendrickson, who for 20 years had produced almost all of Tony's products and been doing a lot of his events. And I stayed in touch with Chris. And in fact, one of the reasons we moved to San Diego is I had my Tony Robbins connection. And truth was, I visualized I wanted to somehow find a way to work with Tony someday, just like I wanted to work with Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Brian Tracy, Darren Hardy, all these guys. And... Um, there was a time when Pam and I were talking and Pam said, Tony really needs help with marketing. Their online marketing wasn't working at all. And they were going through a siloing time where their sales were off. And she said, do you think you can meet with Tony and talk with him about marketing? And I'm like, screw him. No way. No, I said, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm, <not> <laughs> I'm not meeting with that guy. That jerk. <laughs> He's my competitor. I never do that. <laughs> write out a check for a million dollars maybe no it right, was, uh, right, right. yeah totally and and so she arranged the meeting i went and met with tony and we just got along great and he goes what do you think i should do and i go um i got a couple ideas right at the top of my head first of all <clears throat> i think power talk was one of your best products ever i like you know all your books and your your you know at those times it was tapes but uh, you know it converted to cds but um, awaken the giant within and all of his, um, original recordings were powerful, but power talk was interviews with brilliant people. And I said, here's the thing, Tony, I know this for a fact. So like Frank Kern, Jeff Walker, Russell Brunson, Brendan Burchard, Yannick Silver, um, at the time, Mike Phil same. And I could go through the list of every online marketer. One thing they all had in common is Tony Robbins had changed their lives. He goes, really? And I'm like, yeah, every one of these guys 
will say you're the reason why they're successful. He goes, I can't believe it. I go, it's true, Tony. And I go, <laughs> here's what I think you should do. And I'll make this happen. I said, I can get all those guys to show up and we can create power talk, except it's about making money in the new world. And that eventually became the new money masters, which is recordings with all of them. John Carlton, one of the greatest copywriters, Dean Jackson, one of the most brilliant, the guy who invented the squeeze page, right? I said, I will introduce all them to you. We'll do a product and I'll even pay for it. You can record everything in my studio. You just show up, interview these guys and I'll do all the work and I won't charge you a dime. He goes, what do you want? You know that, and I'll say, I don't want anything. I saw the truth is if I do something with you, you know, I'll have made, created an incredible brand for myself. And more importantly, I didn't tell him that actually, here's what I told him. I said, I'm alive because of you. I'm successful because of you. Um, you changed my life. My first business cost me my first marriage and I was a fat loser. And on the way, you know, I was on fast on my way to becoming an alcoholic until I went through personal power. And um, I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't be married. I would nothing that I have right now would exist without you in my life. And he was like, he cried. That's the kind of guy he is. And so um, I arranged the next meeting was with Frank and Jeff Walker and a little bit later with Brendan and Russell and all those guys. And I, I said, let's make this product and let's do a launch for Tony in the meantime and show you what we got. And we did like a multi-million dollar launch for him. Frank Kern wrote all the copy. I mean, it was like, wow, you know, it was unbelievable. So, you know, how do you translate into, into real world? You know, when people come to me and they say, Hey, I want to, can you introduce me to Tony Robbins? I'll go stroke a check for a million bucks, give it to his foundation. You might get five minutes with him. Okay. If you want to get his attention, write a check or help him grow his business and don't expect anything. Okay. That's how you show up. And you know, what ended up happening, the other thing we did is we did the, um, what became business mastery. We did the first one with them. We just said, why don't we get a whole bunch of great people together, throw an event together, have everyone speak, teach their best stuff. And you get all the credit, Tony. He's like, all right. You know, <laughs> he wasn't going to say no to that. Sounds great. Um, yeah. So I way over answered your question, but I think in every single case, I just showed up like Darren Hardy. He was in a mastermind group that I was in and he had been working at success magazine, never collected a lead. And I gave him access to a tool at the time it was instant customer. He built a list of over 50,000 and he says, what should I do next? And I go do a damn launch, do an offer, made a million bucks in a couple of days. And he says, what should I do next? You know, it was like, I just showed up and I gave, I didn't expect anything. And, and, you know, you having some skills and how being able to provide some value that these people need, but you got to remember these people are surrounded by jackals. They don't know who the hell to trust. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but it's like, you did create situations where you get to meet these people, put your best foot forward and give them an offer. They can't refuse. That's beautiful. I, I really like that. And, and you said you were uh, a part of business mastery and, and creating that program. And I know numerous, um, very, very successful entrepreneurs that have taken that and they rave about it, uh, still to this day, which is really impressive. But at the beginning of the story, you talked about some skills and behavior that you learned. 
Um, and then you told the the sexy part of the story, right, with Richard Dreyfus and, and Tony Robbins. Um, what are those skills, Mike? What are some of those skills and then the behavior that you showed when, I guess, uh, implementing those skills? Because that I think that's something that um, I think we we over we just assume that you know, people are either going to be good and bad. And if you're good, you're going to have these skills and behaviors, right? And if you're, excuse me, you're going to have that behavior or values. Um, but it, what, what I've learned personally is that through years of experience, it's taken a lot to understand behavior and how to handle that in relationships and partnerships and, and meeting Richard, you know, somebody famous on an airplane and how to engage with that, that person. Um, so you, they have a positive, um, memory of you or experience with you. So if we could talk, uh, first about those skills and what those are for you, Mike, and then how, how the, the entrepreneurs out there or want to be entrepreneurs or just regular folks can implement behavior to engage and create things with amazing people like you have. All right. I got a few that pop into my head. Um, so the first thing in terms of a skill that might be harder to replicate, but it's just like one of my own superpowers is I learned how to do video marketing early on. In fact, the first information product I ever created was called the internet infomercial toolkit. And it came up before there was a YouTube. Um, and I got to be known for being the video guy. In fact, the first real thing I did with Tony is I went to his house in, at the time it was in Palm Desert and set up his home studio and showed him how to record videos because he was always frustrated because he couldn't get his message out fast enough to his audience. And he's like, how do I do this? I'm just like, I have to wait. It takes weeks until someone turns it around. Everything has to be perfect. I just want to get my video to people. And I'm like, let's set up a little studio and something that's portable, a portable rig that you have control over instead of being dependent on a bunch of folks. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm always looking for what's the fastest way to get the job done and what's someone's greatest pain and find the fastest way to do that that's relatively brain dead. That has immediate value. It's speed. Time kills deals. Okay. I, I love, I love, if I can interject, I love how you put that. What's the fastest way to solve somebody's problem or challenge that's relatively brain dead. I love that. It is. Yeah. And, and, and people leave clues as to what that is. If there's someone that you really, really, really want to meet, you can see their frustration. You can see that problem. And none of us are good at staring up our own belly buttons but we can see other people's, you know, we can see the fuzz in someone else's pretty easily. And, and so it's like, where can I provide massive immediate value, a connection, a relationship or solve a problem. And look, if you're not a technical person, then focus on building networks with people. Like the things that matter most, Brian Tracy told me this years ago, our lives are changed by the books we read and the people we meet. Okay. So that brings me to the next really, really good um, strategy, which is memorable gifts. There's a guy named John Rulin who wrote a book called Giftology, and he's an expert gift giver. <clears throat> and one of the things that he does is he creates customized gifts for people. 
So one of them, for example, is he was a sales guy for Cutco Knives, for example. So one of the things that I've been doing with John is creating custom knife sets with quotes on them. So I'll give you a real life example of something that could have huge impact. So I was coaching someone recently who um, is going to be on the John or the Joe Rogan show. And he's like, how can I make my interview really memorable? How can I get invited back on the show? And I said, I'll tell you how, because I've, you know, I used to watch ever since they went to Spotify, I've been paying attention to Joe as much because it's a crap platform. But before that, when it was great, uh-huh. um, I hate Spotify just for the record. It's garbage. But what he did is if you watch his best shows that have the highest views that are the most memorable with the most comments, by the way, Spotify destroyed that. I'll stop now. But back <laughs> when you could watch it in YouTube and actually there was a community, um, one of the things I noticed is people would bring little gifts and they'd hand it to, to Joe and, you know, they'd have some sort of a tchotchke. So this guy is in, I'll say in the health related uh, market. So I invented products with him that he could hand to Joe to tell his story. And he'd say, well, first here's this thing, and this will help you do X, give you a special secret power boom, hand it to him. And then here's something else, give you a special secret power and then give him, for example, so Joe is an elk hunter. So if he'd bring him a custom knife, Joe's going to lay it on his desk and he's going to see it every day. And I got this idea. The first time I got exposed to amazing gift giving was from a friend of mine named Merlin Quiggle. And that's his real name. I swear to God. He's a video producer. He used to produce content videos, magazines, and stuff like that for Christian colleges. That was his niche. I called him up one day. I'm like, Merlin, what are you doing right now? And he goes, I'm buying some of my friends' Rolex watches. I'm like, holy crap, Merlin. How much do those things cost? He goes, about 14 grand each. I'm like, that's an amazing gift. I go, am I getting one? No, I didn't say that. But I said, uh, You're like, I'm on that list, right? Merlin, if not, put me on there. You cheap bastard. No, I said, uh, uh, why are you doing that? And he goes, I'll tell you why. He goes, first of all, I'm giving them some people who have made a huge impact in my life. Second thing is they're responsible for all of the business I've had for the past 20 years. And he said, the third reason is who do you think they're going to think of every time they check the time? You're thinking Merlin. Oh, that's it. What a freaking genius, right? Yeah. So I'll give you a third um, thing. And this is easy that anyone does. Is something I called it, and I've called it for years. I wrote a book called Money Phone. And the basic idea is <clears throat> this is how I generate referrals, business, connect with folks. So um, I've been kind of sloppy about it lately. But in general, a minimum of once a month, I pull up my mobile phone, pull out your iPhone, turn off, um, put it in airplane mode, and then you scrub through and identify every single person in your text messages who either represents a money opportunity, a relationship opportunity, or, oh my God, I forgot the follow-up opportunity. Okay. And you rate them on a scale one to 10. So you just pull out a, and I do it outside and I grab a great cup. Like today I made myself a dirty chai before we started our conversation and a fancy mug that my wife just got from Mexico. But I like to be surround myself with something that makes me feel good and peps me up a little. Right. So I make this a fun experience. So I write down all these names 
And then I write a little blurb on what they need to hear or see from me. And then I create what I call money phone videos. And it's like, hey, Chris, thinking about you today, and I've got an idea that'll help you grow your business. You and I talked about blah, blah, blah on our, re on our recording. And uh, if you want, I've got a few ideas for you. Just text me back and we can either jump on a quick call or I'll follow up with a video. That's effectively what the teaser is. And the idea is, um, I've been thinking about you. I've got an idea that will help you get laid, get paid, live forever. Okay, one of those three things. And it comes from the heart. It genuinely does, but it encourages a follow-up or follow-through. And the beauty of this is if you create five or 10 at a time, you're going to see when people start responding to you. And remember, time kills deals. It's like when you see a response, they're engaged, they're having a conversation. And that's better than like having a database of 100,000 names and sending out a freaking email and maybe getting 300 opens. Who cares, right? Uh -huh. This is immediate, high value people. Yeah. So create high value giving conversations where you're helping people and it always turns into business. And then the other one I do is I connect people. I create relationships and who do they think of whenever they're together? Like I get follow-ups from people where someone will say, you have, you know, like uh, someone I know who, by the way, just did a public, his company just went public for over a billion dollars uh, a short time ago. I'll say, I can't, can't give away too much here. Um, but I had helped him raise a million bucks for another business a year ago. Okay. Well, this guy is thinking about me a lot right now. You know, I helped him out a couple of times and he's surrounded with jackals and vermin after this big raise that just happened. I'm not one of those guys in his mind, right? I'm not some guy looking for something. So you, the energetically, the money phone requires an energetic give. I am here to support you and I've got an idea for you. And it naturally turns into a business conversation as long as you're willing to trust it. And I think that's really what's behind all these is you got to give without expecting anything in return and play the long freaking game. Mm -hmm, the long game. It's so essential. I really like that, that, that telephone strategy. Can we reiterate the steps really quick? Just yeah. for the, okay. So, and if you want, I'll give you a link cause I've got a video and I'll give everyone my uh, book if you want. So I'll just do that at the end if you'd like. Yeah. So it's money phone is the name of the strategy and the basic idea is, <clears throat> you open up your mobile phone, turn, put it in uh, airplane mode. The reason why you do that is because when you start flipping through, you're going to be like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. All these people <laughs> so you forgot, yeah. you yeah. realize you didn't follow up, follow through. But you open up the text messages and the first thing you just zip through and you write down, who are all the people who are money now opportunities? Those are people who I can easily have an idea that can create like for you, people who could join your mastermind. There's probably people you've engaged with and it could have been six months ago and they said not now, but you forgot to follow up. You didn't put them in, you know, any kind of a system, a CRM or whatever. It might've been someone you met somewhere, you met them online, you had a brief conversation and you just forgot about each other. Okay. Fell off the radar. So that's tier one money now. And you rate them on a scale of one to 10, 10 meaning they're hot one meaning maybe sometime, but I should ping them. The second group are people who need to know each other. So when you're looking through there, you're going to create connections, right? And the third 
are going to be, I look for um, what I, what are ambassador relationships, meaning these are people who could potentially introduce me to people that I should or want to know. Okay. And then the message composition is, Hey, Chris, I woke up today thinking about you and I have an idea that will help you blah, 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 lose weight, make money, be more popular, pick up hot chicks, uh -huh. live forever. <laughs> in magic that, wand. In, in that Whatever. exact uh, voice, right? In that those voice. Yeah, tonnage. totally. <laughs> hey, we've got an infomercial here for you. Yes. <laughs> have you ever wanted a big cuddly hug from a koala bear? I know you have. <laughs> and, so uh, <laughs> but you come up with something mm -hmm. and you say, would you, I've got five minutes now, if you'd like to have a brief conversation or should I follow up with a short video? The whole deal is they have to ask you mm -hmm. if you dump on them, you're chasing them. Right. You gotta be the, you have to be pursued. Dan Sullivan says, always be the buyer. Always be the buyer. Okay. Always be the buyer. I yeah. love that. Okay. I'm going to implement that. That's a good one. I've got, I've got, that, I've got that stuff's money, baby. I know I've got uh, so many contacts and, and sometimes it's hard to, that is a fantastic system to, to manage the, the contacts, stay in, in connection with people. Um, you know, I think you have this personality and I do too, is like, you, you probably love networking. I, I love networking and meeting amazing yeah. people. Like it's just a part of who we are. And a lot of entrepreneurs out there just aren't great at it. They, they, they want to learn They're from scared. us. They're scared. Yeah. yeah, yeah anyone who says I'm an introvert, I go, you don't have a big enough pain and a big mm -hmm. enough why and someone you need to save right now. Okay. It's, uh, I think yeah. that's complete bull. It's and and I, I work with a lot of business owners who say they're introverts. I need five minutes with them and I'll rearrange their brain and they'll never say that ever again. Ooh, but keep going. No, no, no. I want to learn about this. Like, how, how are you? What? What? Say, I said, I told to you, Mike, I was an introvert, which I'm not, but I do work with a lot of introverts. What, what's some of the process you take through them and and help them rearrange your brain? All right. So the first thing I say is, first of all. You got to punch the elephant in the face. Okay. What's that mean? There's an elephant in the room and everyone's thinking it, everyone's talking about it, but no one's willing to see it, address it and sock it, and knock it over. Okay. So there's always an elephant in the room and you got to punch them in the face. And I mean that in a very nonviolent loving way, of course. But so the first thing I'll say is, oh, really? Okay. Um, now I'd be willing to say that there is probably an unresolved trauma or something horrible that someone said to you early on in your life uh, could be a parent, something that happened in school that flipped that switch. Is that true? Is that possible? And, and if they don't say yes, I'll keep on asking the same question four different ways until I finally get them to tell me what happened that made them afraid, that made them sad, that they're terrified for. And we'll just address that. And I go, I'm not picking on you, but it's important that, we bring it to the surface because you can't deal with this until that's done now. And again, I I'll do it either that first or the other thing first. And I pick that based on who they are. The second one is this, who do you want to be a hero to more than anyone? Who is it? 
And they'll be, it's my kid, it's my wife, it's my customer, it's the whomever. And tell me about them. What's their name? And I really, really personalize that. Why? Tell me why. Why is that important? I want to give back to blah, blah, blah. Or if my son sees me this way, he'll be this way. I want to be a good example. I want to leave a legacy. So what I'm looking for is some, some leverage, some psychological leverage. I go, okay, great. And then I'll also um, oftentimes ask them what's known as the Dan Sullivan question, which is this. Hey, Chris, if you and I were going to meet up, let's say we're going to do a follow-up podcast. Might be a year from now, three years from now, except it's in person, somewhere awesome. Okay, and we, I, I want to get an awesome thing because I want you to visualize where it's going to be and make that real in your head. Fishing village in Mexico, be- yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go to the Baja. So you and I, I'm going to take you down to my new place in Todos Santos, uh, Baja. Do you, do you fish or what do you like to do? Are you like uh, adult beverage drinking more? Uh, I like I like life experiences. So fishing and then eating the fish would be a lot of fun. Maybe. Awesome. maybe yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So so we've got that. So by the way, the weather down there is breathtaking. People are so kind and sweet. So I want you to visualize that. So we're going to meet up. I'm going to fly you down to the Baja. We're going to spend three day weekend together. You can bring family or your spouse. If you want, you'll love my wife. And, um, I want to know what will have happened personally and professionally for you to feel happy with your progress. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay. What do you want to make? Who do you want to be connected with? Who do you want to have a relationship with? What kind of impact do you have? What else? What else? What else? I want to stack that up again. I'm looking for what are your dreams? And if I'd say, now, is it possible that the story that you've been telling yourself and associated with that trauma from your past has been standing in your way of serving your child or maybe making those dreams come true? And if there were a way to set that aside so you could speak with total authority and absolute passion, knowing that you can achieve that and you can serve the one you love so much, that maybe you'd be able to set that story about being an introvert aside just once for a couple of minutes if I guided you step-by-step step through it, okay? Now, of course, this is something that kind of needs to be done conversationally, but that's effectively the structure, which is find out their story that they've been repeating to themselves, that they've been hypnotizing themselves with for a long time, find out who they want to serve, give them a version of the future. Let's set into it. Let's feel it together and let's celebrate it together. This is something we are going to experience and then offer to guide them through how to present with authority, thinking about the one they want to serve the most. And so what I've taught people for 15 years to do is when you sit down at the camera, I want you to imagine someone you love more than anyone. And if you need to put that person's name on a poster or put a picture next to that camera lens, you snap it right there and you're only speaking to one person. There's no all of you. There's no you guys. That's like saying F the president, right? You, you don't, you don't, you're not speaking to many ever. You're only speaking to one. Right. Help one person. Right. That's fascinating. One thing I, I want to touch on Mike before we wrap things up is um, one of the things you talk about is strategies to double sales in a rapid amount of time, like 72 hours. Um, what are some of the processes you take uh, 
take through people and clients to help them do that? Because that sounds fantastic, I think, for absolutely anybody. We always hear Grant Cardone, 10x next week and, you know, this and that. But I, I kind of like this, the moderation, like uh, 2x sales in 72 hours. Like what, I imagine there's some behavioral sh- shifts and mindset shifts that we can make um, in our strategy, in our, in, in the way that we're working and implementing things that can really help us do that quickly. So, right. I'll let you, okay. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll go through. So I've got essentially six steps, but I'll walk you through a real life example. Um, so first of all, the six steps are in order mindset, market, model, message, media, multiplier. Now, what does all that mean? So when I'm working with people, my big promise is that in two to three days, we are going to create our equivalent of the one word offer um, experience. And that always comes from, first of all, I need to know your mindset. So there's a series of questions I like to ask, and we've got like a form we put people through. And I put people into a future-paced mindset. So just like that Dan Sullivan question I asked you earlier, if you and I were going to meet here three years from today, what would have happened personally and professionally for you to feel happy with your progress? I really want to know that. And then I also want to ask you some questions and really understand your superpower. Um, So if I asked you, I said, Chris Reynolds, if you could spend 99% of your time doing the thing you love the most, whether it was profitable or not, what might that be? Um, that's a really great question. I, the first thing I would say is, um, making incredible life experiences for like-minded personal growth, entrepreneurial type of people. That's awesome. Yeah. And I would expect, is it fair to assume that dealing with operations, employees, standard operating procedures, expecting people to mind read you, um, dealing with the minutia of autoresponders, follow-ups, funnels is a form of hell and torture. <laughs> to say the least, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I had colorectal <laughs> cancer. It almost killed me. I'd rather have cancer again. All right. It's horrible. So I, I've been mm-hmm. trying to be funny, but, right, but, right, but right. that most entrepreneurs, most business owners would agree with that statement on one level or another. And so um, that is... Uh, something to, so 99%. So if you could just be creative, spending your time crafting creative experiences with like-minded, abundance-minded business owners and being able to create fun experiences where you bring people together and they'd say, Chris, my life was changed because you're in it. And you introduced me to someone who's become a lifelong friend and partner. And by the way, we're making money too. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty happy ending, right? That's it. Yeah, that's... That's what I love. Yes. I got your number. Okay. And so, and, and what I'd want to do is just spend some time talking to be, to you about your perfect market. So out of that, I would probably suspect that one of those is sort of like your perfect ideal customer. If you had more, just like that one, you'd be like, ah, it'd be, yeah. it'd be, uh, it'd be your superpower accelerator. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got those. And I always say there's not, I like the Pareto or Pareto principle, the 80, 20, but I like the 2%. 20% is fine. I want the 2% and the 0.2%. So what I focus on is 
let's figure out who that 0.2 or that 2% is and get a bunch just like them. And I was just, um, so John Astaroff and I were um, together this weekend. We sat on, uh, on the beach in La Jolla and we're talking for a little while and he's telling me a story about a client he has who's a multi-billionaire. And he went from nothing to a billion in over a few years and he's 41 years old. And this guy's paying John a lot of money just to coach him. And if you went to someone who's struggling to make 200 grand a year, and then you talk to a guy who's a multi-billionaire, an investment of a hundred grand a month, for example, is nothing because if they just change the way they think and one tiny behavior, it could have massive multiplier effects, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right. And I, I have a, a belief, which is if you make your business working with the broken, broken, you will wind up broken, broken too. Uh-huh. 100%. That's what charity is for. Give away money to the broken, broken and have someone serve and deliver that, but do what you do best. Now, if your business, if you're best at, if your superpower is working with the broken, broken, God bless your soul, Mary, uh, Mother Teresa, but most people aren't. Um, <clears throat> so market is the who the message is what's the story they need to hear in order to raise their hand and say, yes, it's the equivalent of the Civitas moment, the one word offer. Okay. And, um, and the two word brand that I don't remember right now, but then, um, the media. So one thing I know, and you may have found this too, if you want to work with billionaires, do you think you should be marketing and advertising on Instagram or TikTok? No, that's correct. No, because that's where losers are. (laughs) Okay. Time wasting losers. Did I say that? I meant it. Okay. No one I want to work with is spending their time on Facebook or Instagram. They pay people to do that nonsense because they know that licking toilets is bad and damaging to their health. Okay. I don't like toilets. Uh So the way you get clients that are billionaires are through personal relationships or belonging to other billionaire groups. That's the media. Now, really high level people will watch a short video. And if they like the short video, they'll watch more or they'll schedule a conversation because they know it's a high velocity, high value way to get to know to someone and just get to know someone and decide if they can trust you or work with you. Now, um, if you are in the business of selling a wide and shallow product, then advertising on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook is fine, right? Um, But that's the media. And then finally, once you've got something that works, like I've devised about 30 primary multipliers. These are campaigns that I use over and over again. They're mindsets, they're messages, they're they're toolkits, they're like a Lego construction kit of something to do that produces a consistent result. So in order... Mindset. I need to know your mindset, what you believe to be true, and what your audience believes to be true. I need to understand that galactic, cosmic, to some degree, nonsense. What's your religion that you believe, whether it's true or not? Okay. And I don't need to change it. I just need to understand it. And then who's your market? Focus on the 2%. What's your model? How do you make money? I believe when you speak the right message to the right audience, and present the right value. Um, this is something that um, 
um, Jeffrey Madoff uh, teaches this great story about the bottle. Did he tell you about the water bottle? I don't, I don't think Here, he did. I'll no. give you the brief one. Okay. If I held out right now, this is my invisible water bottle, and I said, Chris, what is this bottle of water worth? You would say? Nothing. Yeah, could be nothing. Could well, be, but if you bought it at Costco in the little okay. machine, how much would it cost you? Dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. Yeah, depends yeah. on San Diego or somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it depends on. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it could be a fifty cents, could be five bucks, depends on where. But if we were in the desert, you're dying of thirst, and you are literally going to die in the next two hours unless you get some water. And I have the only bottle of water, and I say, Chris. It's life or death. It's a thousand bucks. You're going to give me a deal. thousand that's bucks a, for that bottle a, of water? That's a steal, man. I would have given you more. It's yeah. a great deal. <laughs> you should have went for my entire bank account. <laughs> that's right. Con context is everything. Uh -huh, okay. Yeah. I still want to have a relationship after you survive, right? Yeah. Um, but, and maybe my next bottle of water will be half off. I'm just messing with you. But the point is, context is everything. And my job is to understand the mindset both the buyer and the seller, figure out who your market is, devise a model, craft the context, the story, the Civitas offer with the message. What's the story you need to hear to raise your hand and say, that is amazing. The answer is yes. And then the media, where are we going to put it? And what is it? Are you going to read it? Are you going to listen to it? Are you going to watch it? Um, and then the multipliers are, and I might say to you, Chris, my goal is to present your offer and position you and package you as an authority to Oprah. And Oprah is willing to gamble her personal platform, her reputation, and introduce you to 10 people who are perfect right fit clients for your million dollar a year mastermind. Okay. That's basically what happens. And that's the general system. And that, yeah, I call that the superpower accelerator. That's the whole idea behind it. Um, and I do that in three days. And one of the things that I usually do is I interview someone and I'd say, all right, Chris, now that we know what your superpower is, I know what you are, know what you're doing. <clears throat> let's meet and I'll interview you. And I'll turn that interview into an article that you'll, we're going to put in Forbes or Entrepreneur Magazine or another publication and give you a cool title and describe you. So now you've got conversion collateral. You've got a story and a third party endorsement about you that generates traffic, leads, sales. And, and all you got to do is say, hey, why don't you just watch this video or read this article and you'll understand who I am and what I do and yeah. if we should have a conversation. Yeah. Which is exactly what you have on your website, which is, you know, Three minutes, I learned every, not everything, but a lot about you and everything that you have going on. Tell tell us real quick about the Superpower Accelerator. Right. Well, if people want to uh, find it and all the details you have about it. Yeah. So you can either hit my personal website, which is just my name, mykeenigs.com, or it's superpower.one is the Superpower Accelerator. Here's the basic pitch. Um, so I've built and sold five companies myself, and I love love starting companies. I hate running them, but I'm really, really good at working with business owners and figuring out how to monetize, create a platform and monetize it really, really fast. 
That's all I love doing. And I'd rather do that with about 10 or 12 people a year than start and run my own companies anymore. I just don't have fun. You know, it's like, I know what I love and I got a killer team that does it with me. So in three days, we will sit down with um, either startups with money and craft that whole story, craft the offer, or as I like to say, we'll shake the piggy bank sideways and find money you don't even see or create a business within your business. So for example, we've been working with a, a financial firm that's raised over $40 billion. Um, they're amazing at sales and we're creating products that are monetizing their IP. And so that's the, what I typically do with folks is um, help them craft that ideal message for that perfect audience, package, position it, but we do it incredibly, incredibly fast. Nice. And then we position and, and frame them. We create that context with stories. Nice. Mike, um, before we wrap up, um, I, I've loved this interview. I've, I've learned a lot. I'm You're a great direct. interviewer, by the way. Thank yeah, you, you very much. Awesome questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, 500 episodes, you know, you get, you get, you get it, you, you oh, figure man. it out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better be good by now. That's what I meant to <laughs> if say. If not, something's happened. Something's wrong. Um, I, I've loved this interview. I've, I've learned, I've learned a lot and things that I'm going to directly apply actually to my business and personal network. But any last words, final words on your end, Mike, before we sign off and, and say goodbye? All right. So here's one quick one for you. One of them is I promised money phones. So I don't want to forget that. So I have a, a little page. It's gomoneyphone.com. Got it. And that way that's that video. And I can send it to you if you want to embed the video or the, the book, <clears throat> which is the book it's on Amazon also, but you might as well get it for free. Uh, that's one. And you know, if I might, if you like this kind of conversation, I have the great fortune. If I had one other giant bonus, massive idea, I surround myself with elder statesmen and wise people. And I almost said wise men. It doesn't matter to me who, I don't care what sex you are, what color you are, or how you identify yourself. I like brilliant people. But older people with experience and who really understand history the, the enemy of mankind is ignorance or of humankind. And an understanding of history prevents massively stupid things from happening. You know, Absolutely. If, you, if you look at the incredible volume of stupid that has been uh, invading our society over the past few years, politically and beyond, it, it's like during the pandemic, just like it's impossible to contain the volume of stupid in one place, <laughs> but America's done a fantastic job of it. And so is most of the planet. Uh huh. Yeah. Having said that, and I want to end on a really positive note. Okay. Spend your time with wise older people. I have the great fortune. I, I do two podcasts, one with Dan Sullivan from strategic coach, who is unquestionably the wisest, smartest human being I've ever had made contact with, with, but everything out of his mouth is like, oh, it's mind bending. And it takes a little while to learn his vocabulary and understand his framing, but um, can't recommend that highly enough. So that would be one thing. Check out Capability Amplifier. Um, it's a great thinking exercise. And the other one I do is with um, uh, Gay Hendricks, 
called The Big Leap. And he's the author of The Big Leap, 40 other books. And this guy's done it all, made movies, started and sold businesses, documentaries. He's so fascinating. And he's a clinical psychologist. Uh, you know, he got his degree from Stanford. Genius. And um, if you can start a podcast with someone wise, do that interview like you get the opportunity to interview wise people again our lives are changed by the books we read the people we know but the fast track to wisdom transfer certainty transfer comes from determining who you allow to infect your brain with absolutely right? absolutely and, 100%. and that is that's my advice is uh, find a couple podcasts, consume it, get to know someone and you'll never know if you visualize, if you really want to meet someone, visualize like, how can I really serve this person? Offer them a gift of helping them accelerate and amplify their own superpowers. And they will invite you into their world and say, and now what can I do for you? I know I've, I've experienced that um, many times and it's, it's, it's incredible. There's like a synergy there, right? It's a, it's a combination of two individuals giving to one another without expectations. And, and especially if somebody's good or talented at it, like yourself, like it's, it's a phenomenal experience. Jeffrey Madoff is another fantastic example. He's so good. He, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Get him I, on every, anyone who's got a podcast, get Jeffrey on. He's, he's so willing. Good. He's ready. Um, he yeah, that's the same thing. Like he came on the show and after, after the podcast, I always ask, is there anything that we can support you in any projects you're working on? And, and he said, I'm really looking to get on some more podcasts. So I got him on a podcast, um, Asian Effic Efficiency with Tan Fam. And uh, I said, it's about productivity. Uh, and Jeffrey's like, I'm not the most productive person in the world. And I, and I argued that. I said, well, if you've created what you have, you have your own version of productivity that may help a lot of people. And he said, okay, let's do the introduction. That was a really successful show that they did. And then Jeffrey referred you to me. And so we've been in contact back and forth. And so it's been quite fun. So, uh, yeah, and that, that happens when you, when you just come in a place to give. So great advice. And, fantastic. And that's, and, and this is the bigger one just to put the cherry on top and then we can, we can wrap Anytime you can provide someone with a platform, your platform, that has so much value. That's one of the reasons why podcasting has taken off, you know, the podcast swap and that kind of thing. But um, that's what we did back in Main Street Marketing Machine days. I gave my customers a platform. I literally made them famous, niche famous, and they got to taste it. And they'd go from making, you know, six figures to seven figures in six or eight or 10 months or 12 months. And I still get people 10 years later. They're like that you put me on your stage and giving me that um, trust changed everything in my life. And that's when we go back to the platform of the app store, the platform of Tesla or SpaceX platforms are massive multipliers. And if you can create a platform and give someone a taste of celebrity fame or up-leveling them, that is incredibly valuable. I agree, 100%. Mike, I've loved this interview. Uh, I've loved picking your brain and learning so much from you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing everything with us. It's my pleasure. Consider it uh, any time. And, and yeah, let's make some introductions too. That's yeah. a great way for us to continue our relationship. If the listeners want to learn more about you, where's the best place they can do that at, Mike? 
Yeah, you can. Uh, one is just send me an email. It's mikekeenigs at gmail.com. My assistant will get it to me. Otherwise, visit my website, uh, websites, mikekeenigs.com or superpower.one. And if you're a right fit and you love the story that I told, like um, I work with a few people a year and nothing gives me more pleasure than finding ways to shake piggy bank sideways and, uh, you know, make more money, have more impact. And also I believe that work is play and play is work. So I play with the people I work with and, um, and I, and I don't waste time. So, you know, if we're, if we're working, we're making money so we can play more. Amen. I love that. So you can go fishing yeah. in Mexico, right? That's um, the plan, my friend. Six months yeah. a year is the goal. <laughs> Mike, again, thank you so much. It was a fantastic interview. Listeners, we want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.